licensed electricians. They're all. 41 degrees at 10.05 with KTRS News. I'm Steve Potter. A federal judge has again delayed the wire fraud and money laundering trial of William Sam McCann, a former candidate for Illinois governor. McCann was briefly hospitalized last week and told a judge he was medically and psychologically unable to proceed. The judge rejected that claim but allowed a one-day delay when McCann dropped his plan to represent himself and asked another attorney to take over. The Republican former state senator who ran for governor in 2018 was indicted in 2021 on various charges for allegedly converting hundreds of thousands of dollars of campaign contributions to personal use. A baby girl is doing well and will be put up for adoption after being surrendered at a safe haven baby box at an area firehouse. The infant was dropped off Thursday at Melville Fire District Station there in St. Louis County. Fire Chief Brian Hendricks said the child was several hours old. It's unclear when she'll be adopted. Senate Democrats blocked a vote on a Republican plan to make changes to the Missouri Constitution more difficult. The chamber began debating the plan around 4.30 yesterday afternoon. Democrats launched a filibuster blocking a vote on the measure. The Senate adjourned at just before 10 last night, and this comes as a group is circulating a petition asking voters if abortion rights should be enshrined in the Constitution. And St. Louis Bilderberg is calling for a jury trial after being served a lawsuit alleged, alleging that the toy manufacturer's latest plush line is too similar to another stuffed toy brand. Last month, Kelly Toys Holdings and its affiliated companies sued Bilderberg and other plush toy retailers over alleged infringement of its trade rights. This KTRS Businessman is brought to you by Walter Knoll Flores, the place for all your floral needs. You can place your order anytime at WKF.com. In the Dow, in the markets, uh, the Dow is down 493 points at 38,303. NASDAQ is down 203 at 15,739. And the S&P 500 down 80 at 4,961. Time to take a look at the ag numbers this morning. So let's say good morning to Farmer Dave. All right, we'll check back in with uh, Dave at noon. We'll go right to sports. The Blues are in Toronto tonight looking for three straight wins coming out of a break. Since Drew Bannister's promotion, the Blues are 15-7-1, averaging three goals per game. Our forecast calls for partly sunny conditions today, an afternoon high near 56. Mostly clear tonight, an overnight low of 37. Sunny tomorrow, warming up to 61. Right now at 10.07, we have sunshine, 41 degrees at the Gold Tower at Westport. Steve Potter, KTRS News, the talk of St. Louis. Let's go, girls. This is Jennifer Blome and Wendy Weiss Come on. on KTRS. Brought to you by STL Medical Weight Loss. See the Dr. Joe difference at stlmedweightloss.com. Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, February the 13th. Welcome to the Jennifer and Wendy Show. Morning, Wendy. Morning. Connor McCarthy is here as well. Good morning, Connor. Good morning. And the Royal Banks, Missouri Tech Line's open 84126. And it is Tuesday, so we'll chat with Joe Holloman. Also, ABC News' Ike Ijachi will join us later in the program. And we'd love to hear from you. i got to tell you, in 1985, maybe, when the Sally Jesse Raphael Show was done locally yeah. at Channel 5, mm-hmm. I met this guy. You know, we would share a dressing room, and I was doing the noon news. So I would meet different guests. And I met this guy she had on 
with his long white hair. And he was a wrestler, and I didn't think anything about it. You know, you just meet all these different people. Oh, and sure. His name was Rick, Rick Flair. Flair. So we watched a documentary last night about him. And they had a clip of the Sally Show. I, you know, this is one part of culture that I, I just missed out on. Right. It was, I think it was on ESPN, one of the ESPN documentaries, but it was really interesting. And he was pointing out, now I did see that Netflix series Glow about female wrestlers. And I learned when I watched that several years ago, how it's choreographed. And I remember people used to say, is it fake? Is it not fake? And Ric Flair was saying on this documentary, which I believe was done in 2015, so it's been a while, how it was all choreographed. But I tell you what, he's 74 now. What that man put his body through when you see, you know, they look like gymnasts, dancers, Cirque du Soleil, fighters. Yeah. I don't know how he can still be living, plus the lifestyle he lived, which he talked about. You know, he had a family. That didn't last too long. I think he's been married five, four or five times. But while his poor family, you know, was at home, he's off limousines, living the life, planes, five women a day, drinking heavily, and he's still standing. <laughs> Does he have any relationship <clears throat> with his kids? Uh, they Didn't. interviewed them and they said how hard it was because he had children with two marriages. His daughter went on to be a wrestler. His son wow. wrestled for a little while, but then died. And the kids talked about how they were estranged. And Ric Flair said, I, I was never home. Mm. So, yeah, it was interesting. And he said when he retired at 59, it was just so horrible for him because he didn't know who he was. And Flair, F-L-A-I-R, was his stage name. But really, his, he was adopted. His other name, Flair, is spelled differently. And he said when he would go home and they interviewed his first wife, she would say he would just say, I hate this. I can't stand it. I can't stand not being Rick Wrestling Flair. Mm. Yeah, I um, I don't I, – I, it was one of those things because growing up it was on Channel 11, like Wrestling at the Chase. After church, right? Mark it, told me he watched it. I don't know if it, it was after – I can't remember when it was on, but it was – it was sort of I thought of Channel Eleven, and this is funny, but because it's a kid's recollection, but um, I thought of Channel Eleven as like the boy channel because they had the Three Stooges, which not in a trillion years would I ever. I just wouldn't. Um, I'm with you there. I just wouldn't, and I understand there's a lot of hate for people like us out there. Eight four one two six. That's what you can. And there um, are women who like the Three I mean. Stooges. That's yeah. what I mean, and I I, I get that. But the wrestling, it was just like I thought it was just boy stuff. So I'm trying to think of I watched Charlie Chan on Channel 11. That They, they had the Abbott and Costello Theater on Channel 11. Um, so we, we shared, and this was probably on a black and white television. Mm -hmm. But no, wrestling, I just didn't get it. I, I just I didn't get it. I hate to say I still don't get it. But if it floats your boat or melts your butter... Go for it, right? Yeah. I mean, but that is sad, and you and you see these these documentaries frequently, where somebody who really excelled or really didn't want to do anything else had a difficult relationship with the the family that was left behind. Yeah, um, 
But that's so. Do you recommend it for people who aren't interested in? I found it fascinating, and you know, as I said, that's a whole part of culture that I never observed. I had little brothers who wrestled in high school, but I just had no interest in it, except that my one brother would starve himself and then binge eat, starve himself and binge eat. And it's a different, but it's it's not. I I never thought of the wrestling. The professional wrestling right. in any way, shape, or form connected to the high school wrestling. Am I wrong? That's how, what I felt, too. But I didn't even know about professional wrestling, really. And I think wrestling at the Chase, Mark was telling me, was still on when I moved here in 1979. Was it really? That, he, that, he that makes sense. It. That makes sense. But I just never in a million years would have thought of watching it and... I know when he was on the Sally show and just in passing, I thought, well, this guy's kind of scary, you know. And then there would be another day when, who were those guys uh, who danced and they were male strippers? Oh, I guess. Chippendales. Oh, the Chippendales would be back in the lunchroom practicing. And, you know, you just got. Yes. You know, yes. It, it was kind of fun because Sally always had an audience of 100 people in the station. And so as news people covering the serious stuff, it was like, well, who's back there today? Right. That's how I met and shared a woman's room experience with Yoko Ono because you have the you have the the guests who are coming in um and there's not a special guest facility or lounge for them. So you met Yoko Ono? Yes. I mean it like it was very very brief. What was I mean she I, we didn't speak. Oh. You know, it was just sort of like we nodded and you know, I was like I'm trying not to act like I know who you are. <laughs> I'm very cool here. Um, I, I told you I was excited when Dr. Ruth was in the green room and a producer came up and said, oh, my God, she's asking for a makeup lady. And I'm like, OK, I'll do it. So I go in with makeup. I have to kneel down in front of her because she was so little sitting on a chair. I bet you would be really good at that. I just said, hi, I'm the makeup lady. Let me fix you up here. And she's like, oh, thank you. And, you oh, know. <laughs> she, is she still alive? She is. I believe so. We'll have to Google it. Um, and And speaking of, at some point today in documentaries, we have got to get to the many lives of Martha Stewart. Have to. I'm dying to hear have that. In to. fact, when Mark and I were watching this thing with Ric Flair, I said, you know, I think during this time I was all about Martha Stewart. Watching sure every were. single thing or reading everything or trying to have little Martha Stewart dinner parties. I mean, that was my idol while other people were. Yeah, we watching were, Ric Flair. We sort of just sort of rotated around Martha's moon. Yeah, right? I mean, she <laughs> exactly. Was, she was the orbit. I still have great respect for her and admiration. And I'm just saying, side note: if you ever watch Martha Stewart tie a bow on television, her fine motor skills are incredible, exquisite. I couldn't even cook and talk. I have to focus. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, your finger. You know, (laughs) cut my fingernail off with a mandolin. I don't know how they do this on TV. But, uh, yeah, we will get to that, the many lives of Martha Stewart. Hey, have you renewed your library card lately? You really need to. Wendy and I visited St. Louis County Library. They are sponsoring the Jennifer and Wendy Book Club and our program. And things have changed so much. You can check out a lot more than books at St. Louis County Library and all of their branches. They have a library of things. This is a collection of non-traditional library materials, including musical instruments. So maybe your child says, well, I want to play the saxophone. You don't have to go buy one yet. Check one out at the library and see if your child is really interested in it and make him or her practice in the garage 
as my parents did with my brother. Uh-huh. You can check out fishing equipment, games, kits, puzzles, all with your library card. So if you don't have one, renew it. And coming this year, they have a brand new program. I love this. It's called Explore. It's a series, and it's going to help kids and teenagers discover new interests through engaging programs. Can you imagine asking your teenager to put down his or her phone and them being fine with that? That's because of this program, Explore. Topics will include robotics, yoga, dance, weaving, drawing, and music lessons, and so much more. There is an amazing lineup of presenters, too, and you can find out all about it at slcl.org. And if you get your library card, you might be one of those people who don't feel like going to your branch or you don't have access to transportation. Well, St. Louis County Library offers a variety of free e-media that you can download or stream, and this includes books, audiobooks, magazines, and more. Not only that, they have free online workshops where they will teach you how to download free e-media to your device, all with your library card. So if you don't have it, get it. Just go online to slcl.org. Today's also Fat Tuesday. And I had the news on this morning and saw them talking about king cake. And it reminded me of this one French class in high school. And the smartest kid in our school had not done his homework. And so the assignment was to write a little essay about le gâteau. Which is one word for cake in French. I think they call king cake maybe something else, Connor Gaillette. But so this smart kid turned to his neighbor and said, what's what's le gâteau? What's le gâteau? And the kid said cake. But the smart kid thought he said gate, like open the gate. And so this very smart kid wrote an impressive essay about gates. In France, and he got his test back with a huge question mark and an F. Right, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's awful. Um, I remember, you know, I think we still remember those moments from school. I can't remember anything specifically or, you know, what, what it was about, why it was. But just the panic where you didn't write down a test date and you walk in and it's the day. Mm. And the entire bottom part of your body just falls out. Like it's like you could you, you're just so panic stricken. And I'm glad those days are over. Do do you still do people still have the dream where because this is one of those wonderful universal it happens <laughs> to all of us um, when people dream that you're graduating tomorrow, but you've skipped a class or you missed a test or. Do people still have that dream? Have you ever had that dream, Eight four one two six. I have had that dream. But what, what? Because I did miss a test once in college. We so. all do that. That's why I think it's so funny for those of you of a certain age who fret about the fact that you're weird. You're not weird. We're all weird. We're all weird. We are all. I think that is the craziest thing in the world. That I think everyone on planet Earth. Yes. I think if you ask the Inuits, you know, do you, did you have, they would say yes, everybody. Remember back in the day, ladies, when we wore rollers to bed? Yes. Mid-70s. 
I had a TV job in Toledo, and I used to have a dream that I was on TV with rollers in my hair. So I'd pull them out in the middle of the night and then wake up the next morning. I mean, that was one of the most uncomfortable things that as women we did. (laughs) Try to sleep on a head full of rollers. Well, and then remember the little, the ones that my mom would use were like, they were kind of wiry and they were like Velcro rollers, sort of like Velcro rollers, but they used the plastic sticks (laughs) to stick stick them in. And then my grandmother, I, I still don't understand the toilet paper thing. Why would they put toilet paper around? Some people do. I think it's a Southern thing because there's references made to it in Steel Magnolias. Interesting. Which is about a beauty salon. So, um, yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Um, From the 425, I still have dreams about forgetting my locker combination. It's funny because I did this recently. I had a combination lock for the gym and I couldn't remember the combination. So I went and bought a new one when my cousin was here. Here's what I could remember, that when I bought it, I thought, well, these are great measurements. So for the next two days, I'm just trying all these different combinations. <laughs> it would be great measurements, like as in Barbie doll. And I finally hit on it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. From the 314, I'm 57. I still frequently dream where my college roommate and I go back to school. Our dorm room looks great, but we forget to go to class all semester. Yes, and Rollers and orange juice cans. Yeah, the the, mm-hmm. the roller. I mean, were coffee cans out, off limits? It's it's so funny to me because those those orange juice cans. How in the you'd have to you'd have to sleep in a chair, <laughs> and they were so huge, right? When I went to college, I just couldn't wait to get through, so I went year round, and so I was finished after about three years, and I went in to you know find out if I was done, and they said, oh no. You're one credit short, mm. and the one credit would be physical fitness. So I took a tennis thing, and some poor assistant, graduate assistant, had to sit there while I hit a tennis ball against a wall three times a week until I got the right number of hours. Wow. This person didn't, of course, I was a terrible tennis player. And he would just roll his eyes and say, you know, don't ask me this, why I'm babysitting you when you're hitting a tennis ball against the wall and not doing it very well. And and back in the day, you know, we were just being introduced to tennis. I mean, certainly there had been tennis stars, but it was so popular mm-hmm. that you really did. If you If you could return a ball, I guarantee you, you entertained for a split second. Could I do this for a living? <laughs> I never Am got that I far. really that good? I mean, it's just, it's it's so funny. Um, but speaking of rollers and, and that kind of thing, um, if if you're if you're planning on um, something special for Valentine's Day, uh, you you might want to roll your hair uh, in in advance, right? Because it's a special day. And um, if you and I'm really kind of talking to the men here. Um, many of you procrastinate. That's fine. We all do that, too. Um, Newsteaders find jewelers at the corner of Big Bend and Doherty Ferry. They've got you covered. They've got you covered. There's absolutely no need for panic. Remain calm. All is well. Uh, they have something in every single price point. 
and and I'm afraid that you a lot of you might be thinking that oh my gosh for Valentine's Day I should have ordered it in December or in early January. No, no. They are ready. They have their shop on site. So anything, absolutely anything that you have in mind can be made before Valentine's Day and yes I know that Valentine's Day is tomorrow. You will love doing business with the new Stetters. The website is wowdiamonds.com. And something else to remember, because, you know, you want to get a beautiful little box for the person that you love. And they are very aware of that at new Stetters. And that's why they have something beautiful in every price point. Uh, Jennifer and I were blown away by these brand new teardrop pendants. Uh, necklaces in opal that just the the beauty and the luster go on and on for days and they are in all sorts of different price points you can get a glorious gift for valentine's for your valentine's at newsteaders fine jewelry wowdiamonds.com they're waiting for you Welcome back, everyone, on the Royal Banks, Missouri text line from the 314. I went to a local college where you would be notified of outstanding library fines the day of graduation. Girls in curlers were hurrying to pay their fines so they could walk across the stage to receive their diploma that evening. That's something I've never done. What's that? Walked in yeah, yeah, curlers walked in across a, the stage? No, no, gone to, a, you know, graduation. You didn't go to your own? Uh-uh, neither one. None. Why? Uh, well, in college, you know, I had moved on because right. I went in three years. And then in graduate school, it was a writings period, so I couldn't get the time off oh. to go. I yeah. didn't walk in mine either. Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, you two that's are okay. Such well, they wanted me to pay for the robe. so I, I know. Was, wow. I, I went to my sister's. That was cool, you know, because her boyfriend was playing the piano there. And he went on to transcribe music for Chick Corea. Wow, that is... So that was really fun. I used to beg him to let me do my homework in his living room when he practiced piano, but he said, no, I don't let people listen to me practice. Mm. Um, I realize that uh, we're going to probably have to check the lock on the studio door lest a member of management come barging in through here and yank me off my chair. But um, I have to, we have to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Just for five seconds. Just mm-hmm. everybody just calm down. New York Times. I mean, uh, the Wall Street Journal wrote about it. If anybody really, I mean, have you seen any of the footage? Because it's everywhere I on have. social media. They do. Am I, am I, I mean, we've already established a fact that I'm crazy, kooky, nuts, whatever. You love love. A lot um, of us do. But I really believe this is real. That looks real to me. Mm-hmm. Am I, and I'm not, you notice I'm not going to ask him. <laughs> I don't even want to see the look on his face because I'm afraid of what he is conveying with the look. Listen, um, yesterday in the Wall Street Journal, and I only get some of their articles on Apple News, which I pay for, an article, We Have Reached Peak Celebrity PDA. I saw that. And they talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all the times they kissed and hugged. And her 5,700-mile flight from Tokyo to make it to the game on time. Yeah. Sure. It seems real to me. But it, of course, I mean, so did Prince Charles and <laughs> Princess Diana, but that's a what? whole different story. I, you know what? I think if you really spend any time reflecting on the footage that we saw with Charles and Diana, when they asked him, yes, 
I remember Are you this. in love? And he said, well, yes, whatever love means. And that she goes, would have been quite. A, that would have been a clue. I think there were many in retrospect. If you're, I would. I Did mean, you know it back then, or you were too oh, young? I, I mean, a, I was a dum dum. I, I, I probably. I did think I, that. I think that did raise a lot of girly eyebrows. Our, our, our spidey senses were uh-huh. acute because it's like, huh? That's I, that was odd. That was that was very very odd. I agree. At the time, Diana was the most photographed woman in the world. So I think we got sidetracked. Those of us who were royal watchers. And just loved her hair, her clothes, her whole aura, yes. everything about her. And then we fell for this fairy tale that was really a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I never, I guess I never thought, I don't know. They seem, they just didn't seem, body language says a lot. And that's what, like, Taylor and Travis, and just give me 30 seconds, they, the way they lean into each other, it's a, it's a real comfort level. They're going to have... Their stuff to work out if they even stay together. I mean, he's gonna. I think he's gonna go on the tour with her, um, her heiress tour. Now that the football season is over, and he can. Um, the rumors this morning is whether or not she is going to perform at the celebration parade in in Kansas City. But I th- I think they're for real, and um, I'm glad that you think they're for real. Listen. From the 314, I'm 76 years old. I love this TNT thing refreshing. Mary Lynn, it is real. From the 314, I think the Taylor Travis thing is pretty cool. It's good to see some love on the television instead of hate and ugly all the time. This from Rob the Trucker. Uh, Kelsey paid a million dollars for Taylor's box seats. The body language says it all from somebody in the 314. I think it's very real. Are y'all saying Charles was switch hitting? No, Charles was in love with Camilla back then. Switch hitting, what does that mean? I, I don't know. No, he was He was as, still in love with Camilla. As Diana said, um as, as Diana said famously in one of her one of her documentaries, there were three of us in the marriage and it, it was very crowded. Mm-hmm. And she looked at Camilla when she was coming down the aisle. I mean, it was just you hate to say doomed, but I think it was I, I think, think so. it was doomed. I think so too. I think another mistake that he made, he probably did not order Walter Noel Florist from <laughs> Walter Noel Florist. That's what he he probably And stayed. his people. His people did not order Walter Noel flowers uh, for Valentine's Day. That is probably a huge, huge problem. Uh, WKF.com is all you have to remember if you are looking for the most beautiful flowers. And what what I appreciate so much, and I know they probably get tired of hearing me talk about this, but the website, you can actually sit down with your phone or your computer or your iPad, go to the website, WKF.com. It's done in 30 seconds. I mean, it is the easiest ordering experience you can imagine. They have been doing this since the 19th century. That is why they are so great. And when we say we know flowers, WKF, they certainly do. And they have, they, they don't just have sort of, you know, the two or three little things to choose from. They have pages of glorious arrangements to choose from. Um, and the beautiful thing, one of the, one of the many beautiful things about Walter Noel Florist, and we don't know how they do it, we're not really sure if it's some sort of floral steroid, but they last. They last and last. So for your Valentine, who is expecting flowers, 
and they are expecting flowers. WKF.com. Some Weisenheimer on the text line said, Time's up when we said we'd talk oh, about TNT for 30, for 30 seconds. seconds. Okay, 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 thanks okay. for the cues, right. producer. Um, I hope this isn't too chicky because we try never to be too chicky, right, Jennifer? Right. Um, but this whole Martha Stewart thing, it's called The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, if I'm not mistaken, because math is not my thing. I think it was only four episodes sometimes. They go by very, very, very quickly. Um, but have you, 84126, do you still, because they've made the point a thousand times and during the documentary as well, she's polarizing. Mm-hmm. When you think about most of the people, with the exception of Dolly Parton, Jimmy Stewart, Tom Hanks, well, Tom Hanks is kind of polarizing. But he is. At first, I think some people, like my daughter, um, <laughs> don't like him. Um, but have you changed? Has your opinion of Martha Stewart softened? Mine has. Okay. But mind you, I was very young and a true fangirl. And met her at Channel 5 and was crestfallen because she was, (laughs) why? Because she wasn't excited about meeting me? Oh, duh. You know, she came to Channel 5. She was uh, pushing her show. Her show wasn't on yet. Right. So in retrospect, as I spent more decades on the planet, I thought she was Martha Stewart being Martha Stewart. What was I expecting? Well, what really she is who she is. Yeah, a four one two six. Have you softened about her? And I understand that this is this is really kind. Of, it's the documentary deals with sort of ancient history because it's it's it, it's a recent documentary. It's like it was just it was just put together, but um, her troubles are well documented. And going to prison, I think it was. I mean, it was recent, um, but all of the stories about her. That were becoming legendary because when Margaret gave me my Christmas Martha Stewart book, which I had never heard of her before. This was in 1990 or 1989 or something like that. Um, there the were already, Art of Entertaining, that it one? Was, it was or Martha it, Stewart It was after entertaining. It was, um, it was, I can't remember, it was the Christmas book with all the Christmas recipes oh, and how to decorate yes. and how to make the paper. Um, like the wrapping paper with the gold. It was just crazy um and now ike is here so this okay, is i know this, this is fascinating for you men out there hold so this just thought. hold on <laughs> ike Ajachi's on the phone abc news correspondent from washington and uh the big news is that defense secretary lloyd austin canceled his overseas trip following another hospitalization ike thank you for joining us please uh let us know what happened he was hospitalized yesterday correct that's right. So Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was essentially put under general anesthesia yesterday at the hospital, Walter Reed Medical Center, for essentially what's being described as a non-surgical procedure to treat an emergent bladder issue. That's according to his doctors. Now, they say he'll be able to resume his normal duties today, and a prolonged hospital stay isn't anticipated. That's you know, directly opposite of what he had last time he was in the hospital. However, he was forced to cancel a planned trip to Brussels this week as a result of this medical episode. Now, essentially, the latest, this latest hospitalization, it, it's the secretary's third since his diagnosis of prostate cancer last December. But it hasn't been said specifically what medical procedure Austin received and whether his bladder issue was a complication from that December 22nd surgery for prostate cancer 
for an unrelated matter. We just said that he was in there for announcement. Is is this obviously he has a very important role to fill, but this is garnering a great deal of attention because of what happened a month or so ago, right? Right, Ike. Exactly. It's raising concern, not only within the administration, but also, you know, people outside. They're wondering if the Secretary of Defense will be able to fully attend to his duties, especially at a time that we're seeing Israel's war with Hamas. We're seeing Russia continue its war with Ukraine. And obviously all the heightened tensions that are happening right now in the region, Red Sea, so on and so forth. So it's definitely raising a lot of concerns throughout the administration. Nevertheless, President Biden has said before, and he maintains that he has full confidence in Secretary Austin's uh, job. Ike we're going to uh, say goodbye now just because it's kind of a weird connection. But thank you so much for joining us and giving us the latest on uh, the defense secretary. Thank you, Ike. Um, so back to from from the Pentagon to back to Martha Stewart. I want to read something to you from the text line, the 618. Snoop Dogg has helped me soften my views on Martha. I think that is true. Um, from the 314, I'm pulling it up. I had several oh, business meetings with Martha. I could not stand her. Um, why? Um, okay. Did they go over her divorce from they, back in the day and they, when she was a stockbroker and a model? Yes, they go, they go through all of that. Um, but what, what, was, what really stands out is the fact that when she's being interviewed— by people, um, why do people hate you? Those are the questions. Why do people hate you? I suppose, and then Larry King um, and other interviewers, is it difficult to to date you, a, a man who wants to date you? It was absolutely bizarre. Mm, and mm, you would think mm. that at, one, at some point, because she did have a reputation for being so no-nonsense with everybody around her, that she would have said to Larry King, Larry, would you ask, fill in the blank, man, male CEO, if this, if this, I mean, if would you ask him this question? Well, look at the questions we saw interviewers ask Britney Spears back in the day that they would never get away with now. And she was a young woman. Uh, Jennifer Martha uses a mandolin. It was a good show. Guess you missed that one. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that one. <laughs> well, there was an unauthorized biography of her, too, which I read, and I think they just made up a lot of stories. Well, and then the, you know, everybody knew, okay, she has an orchard. She has this. She's not doing it by herself. But everybody knew that, and it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. One of the first things in the first episode, there was a woman whose nut crust something or other cranberry tort. Mm, I want to make it <laughs> was was lifted by Martha and used in a, you know, a cookbook and she didn't see anything from it. So I I thought recipes were always kind of like it, it, recipes are always kind of controversial. If if my mother and my grandmother, you know, cookbooks I gave her that recipe. They, she took that recipe from Dolly Merriweather, or you know, I mean, right. So, I don't know that that was the best place to start because yeah. a recipe seems like because she had a billion dollar, you know, company that was that was traded on the New York Stock Exchange. I read a lot of food blogs, and it seems that if you change one ingredient and then say adapted from Martha Stewart's recipe or adapted from someone else, you're safe. 
if you don't ask them permission. And I don't know if that woman ever sued Martha Stewart or if she would have any luck if she did. Martha has a summer home um, near where we live in Maine. There are a lot of stories about people who have worked for her and how she is not a nice person. Hmm. Um, and is that I is that because she's you know is that because she's successful? Well, that's what somebody else says. Always suspicious when someone says hate a successful businesswoman. And she was in in interviews. She would say. The most difficult thing that I've ever had to deal with is my divorce. Mm-hmm. And then when she was sent to prison, um, she was she was devastated. I, you have to watch it. You I'm, have to I'm going promise to promise me that you will watch it. Because I, I remember she did a lot for those women in prison. She was horrified at the food. And after she was let go, I believe she helped provide that women's prison with fresh vegetables. She taught yoga mm-hmm. while she was in prison um, from the three and four. Martha taught me how to do stuff when I was a new wife in my 20s, forever thankful for her ways that I still use today. Uh, we all have skeletons in the closet. Let's yes. let, let, let her be. That's, that, that's sort of what I think. And what she is doing so brilliantly, she is just like the other ones who are at the tippy, tippy top. She knows how to reinvent herself. She knows how to appeal to a new audience and she is leaning all the way in to her 60s and her 70s and loving life and enjoying life and not being apologetic about anything. Isn't she 80 now? She's Oh, yeah. Ugh. She's 80. And she was a Sports Illustrated you yes. know, swimsuit cover. And this is on CNN, correct, Wendy? It's on CNN. And yeah. it, is so, it is so worth it. That's the only terrible thing about having so much streaming. (laughs) You you, you know, there are great things that if you're not on CNN, you're not going to, uh, you know, you're not going to see it. I'm going to look for it. From the 618, did you see what her jail looked like? Talk about privilege. Don't give me that. Would you ask a male CEO? Here's the thing. There are a lot of male CEOs who went to prison, and they too were in white-collar minimum security prisons that people called campuses and what have you. But. I mean, but somebody in the documentary emphatically pushes back on that that because they're saying, you know, I get so tired of people saying that she's in a country club. She's not. Her actions are limited. Her mm-hmm. days are limited. She's go- she goes to bed when we tell her to. She wakes up when we tell her to. She worked in the kitchen or in the something or other. But it was, um, it's it's fascinating. I want to see it. it really she did the crime. She did her time. And, and it's over. Right. And for those of us who have never been to prison, you're right, Wendy. We don't know what it's like. And she lost her company. Mm-hmm. She lost her company, which is really, I'm sorry, that <laughs> is sad. Because That's people it. keep saying, why aren't the Enron boys exactly. in, behind bars? Once again, Mike, Mike from, from accounting. <laughs> I'm still very angry that Martha cannot teach me how to fold a fitted sheet. Clearly, she's not trying hard enough. I love Mike it. from accounting. I How do you it. fold fitted sheets? I have never figured it out. I've never, fi- I try to, I try to fold in. I don't know the answers to important questions like that, but if you're still looking for a Valentine's Day gift for your sweetie, oh. I have all the answers. Um, I don't have the answers. You'll find the answers at Newsteaders Fine Jewelers. They are located on Doherty Ferry in Big Bend, uh, just off of 270. It is such an easy place to get to. We know a lot of you are panicking, so you just have to do some deep breathing. And then just go to wowdiamonds.com. That's their website. Uh, they have they have every price point. I was just looking at their website. They have earrings, beautiful earrings and bracelets, 
under $100. So you still get the gorgeous blue or you get the gorgeous purple velvet box uh, that says, I love you a lot. And it just means so much. All price points, and they can do it for you right up until tomorrow. So please don't think that I've waited too long, all is lost, I have to go to the mall. No, you don't. No, you don't. Just drive to Newsteaders, or just, as I said, go on the website. You can give them a call, wowdiamonds.com. Um, Valentine's Day and Newsteaders, it is a terrific combination and you will be the hero. Coming up on Top of the Hour News with Steve Potter and more from ABC. We'll be back with the second hour of the Jennifer and Wendy show after that. This is the Big 550 KTRS St. Louis. Welcome to the second hour of the Jennifer and Wendy show on this Tuesday, February 13th. It is Tuesday. It is Valentine's Day Eve. So, of course, that made us think of Joe Holliman from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Joe's political fix, stltoday.com. Kidding. Yeah, we're kidding. When... That's quite all right. That's quite all right. <laughs> How you... are you guys today? Good. How did you enjoy the game Sunday? Uh, the 10 minutes I watched of it uh, was okay. I uh, I didn't watch. I, I tend not to watch the Super Bowl unless the Packers are in it. Hmm. Uh, because it, I, I just – this is a weird thing. I do not hate the Kansas City Chiefs, okay? But – what I don't do is, is I'm, I don't ever feel an obligation that I have to root for a team in a game. Mm-hmm. And and so my level of care as to who won this game was pretty low. And I guess when I always hear, and it's not that this is the first year this has happened, but when you start a pregame show at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> and the game doesn't kick off until quarter to six at night, I just think it's such a waste of time. And so, and usually the games, it sounds like this one was, was fairly exciting, but usually the games are not all that great. I'm more of a fan of the two conference championships yep. two weeks before that are usually the better games. So uh, I saw the, uh, like, part of the first quarter and all of the second, a little bit of the second quarter, but on Sunday nights I have several of my stories I have to watch, mm. all creatures great and small. Uh, on the PBS station, and then HBO has a Jodie Foster vehicle called True Detective. We're familiar. So, mm-hmm. I had I had to watch those two things, and I found them to be more important than the Super Bowl. I love but, that uh, you just said my stories. My stories. <laughs> well, that just well, I mean, I always loved that way because you know I remember you know the soap opera, and yeah. my mom was my mom was not a soap opera person. My sister was. Uh, and I just remember as a kid, my mom going, well, once you start watching the damn things, you can't get off of it. But she would never watch them. You know, That's I mean, so she just didn't, didn't play that way. And I remember being in college and having a like an hour downtime. And you'd go into the student union and they would have on days of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I used to think, God, this is so stupid. But me and a couple of buddies, you'd go in there, you'd get your coffee, you'd get your lunch, you'd sit there and you'd watch it. Within a week, we are addicted to the darn show. Listen, you know, I, it's like, what's Roger going to do? You know, and it's like, oh, my God, this is like, so you know, true. it's a drug. And so uh, I, I, I like that, and I love how television has, uh, you know, when I when I think of the things that you say technological advances or cable television and for all the ill it brings, some of the quality of television shows that are being produced by 
AMC and FX and Showtime and HBO are amazing. And uh, so I, I kind of watch those, and uh, I like to keep up on my stories. I know a lot of people like to binge watch them, but I still like to go old school. And oh, you watch and Connor. Them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Connor yeah, likes yeah. old I mean, school, I will, too. I will binge if someone turns me on to a show that I hadn't seen. Oh, I can sit and knock out four or five hours of a show. Uh, you know, couch potatoing is, is, uh, is a skill of mine. But I, <laughs> I like that kind of holding it. To the moment, because it, I guess it harkens back, if you remember when you were younger, when you would go into school the day after a show, and that was the talk of the day. In the days before VCR, way back in the dark ages, you'd be like, did you watch, you know, whatever. And the same with, like, Hill Street Blues. Oh, yeah. Must-see must TV so, on Thursday nights. Water exactly. cooler. And then L.A. Law was a little bit like that, and trying to crank up those old VCR tapes. And then if your VCR tape wouldn't work, and then you'd have to ask your friends, did you tape the Hill Street Blues Friday? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, and now it's, like, so easy. But So I still, though, try to watch it. And uh, True Detectives is one of mine, and All Creatures Great and Small, the uh, life and times of uh, English veterinarians. I don't know why I find it so fascinating, but I do. But I watch Downton Abbey, too. So. Oh, boy, I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk politics, Joe, because okay. you have an article about Bush versus Bell versus Marie Chappelle Nadal. Yeah, it kind of changed everything up uh, since uh, November 1st when Wesley Bell switched from uh, the U.S. Senate race to the U.S. congressional race to oppose Cory Bush. It's kind of uh, kind of what everybody thought was going to happen. Most people believed at that time, and it proved out to be true, that Wesley Bell sort of jumping out relatively quickly after the October 7th Hamas attack. It was the end of November he announced their end of October he announced his candidacy. Um, kind of people figured that was going to be the two and that Wesley Bell jumping in first was going to keep Brian Williams, a state senator from University City, out of the race. There was some question, but then Maria Chappelle Nadal, also a U City resident, also a state senator who represented much of the same district that Mr. Williams does before he was a senator, uh, jumped into the race, the third person in the race, and then very quickly after that, Brian Williams said, uh, I'm not going to run for it. So I think what we're down to is a three-way race, all three with very close ties uh, to the Ferguson protests, uh, all three African-Americans running for the first congressional district, and all three people, usually when you have these three-person races, it's like, Okay, who is that person? You know, it's somebody who the perennial candidates, the political gadflies who file for offices year in and year out. But these are three people with uh, with resumes, if you will, for the lack of a better way to put it. So kind of took a look early on, uh, you know, as to uh, who would be favored. The the, the parlor game that uh, uh, we political junkies like to play is, okay. who did uh, Chappelle Nadal entering the race? Who did that hurt? And uh, so it was kind of like, I guess, football talk for, for political folks, you know, for what's going to happen here. And you know, the, the, I guess the first reaction is always, and for good reason, historically over time, multiple challengers in a race with an incumbent usually favors the incumbent. Uh, and, you know, and it makes sense because there's the, you know, me uh, camp. Then there's the anti-me camp, and the antis 
are best served usually by keeping themselves together. There's all one group. So the choice is either A or it's B. And the general uh, wisdom is, is that once you get another B and a C in, they're going to split that B vote so that this would help Cory Bush that Maria Chappelle Nadal uh, entered the race. The other factor, though, is is that uh, uh, Maria Chappelle Nadal being a female and Cory Bush's support, uh, as, as a couple of uh, strategists pointed out, her biggest support group is in progressive, uh, we call them far left, whatever you, but very progressive Democrat females. Seems to be her biggest uh demographic of support not that she doesn't have others but that is her core supporter and so the question is uh will uh Chappelle Nadal take any of that away and and for anybody who knows uh Chappelle Nadal she is not bashful she is not shy she speaks what's on her mind she's been very involved in a couple of the issues that uh have been kicking around the first district namely radioactive contamination and the Coldwater Creek situation, she is, uh, you know, very veritably written a book almost on information and is well versed in it, and made it a point to criticize uh, Corey Bush for while talking about it, not really doing anything about it. And in an interview that I had with her, very unusual, even through some credit, basically saying that Josh Hawley, a Republican. And you couldn't be further removed from Chappelle, Nadal, and Hawley when it comes to political views. But basically said Hawley's done more for Coldwater Creek and North County radioactive waste uh, than Corey Bush has, which is a fairly strong statement. Also made it very clear uh, that she was pro-Israel when it came to the situation in the Middle East at this time and has pointed to her long support for uh, pro-Israel efforts sort of like with Brian Williams. Uh, so uh, it's just going to be an interesting as to who she takes away from. Does she uh, take away from that core group or at least that second core from Corey Bush's uh, followers, folks who may be disillusioned or disappointed in Miss Bush's performance over four years, or will she just cut into that challenger base of the anti-Bush camp and end up taking uh, votes away from Wesley Bell. So there are no answers, only possibilities and scenarios, uh, but it should be a real interesting race, and it's like six months away. And I always, uh, when people say, well, who do you think is going to win? There's nothing more true than uh, tomorrow is a long way away in politics. So in six months, anything could happen. One thing that's a factor that's kind of hanging about is is that uh, Ms. Bush is under federal investigation, uh, for spending on security services. So that's another kind of, I guess, shoe everybody's waiting for a drop. What are they going to find out? Was it much ado about nothing, or is there some sort of ethical violation? So that's something that uh, is still hanging in the air, and we have six months to uh, hash this all out. It's really, uh, it, it. I swear it's like a whodunit. I mean, it, it's it's such a mystery. Who did, Who is she jumping in? Is she jumping in with one of them in mind? Because, as you said, she's openly attacked both of them. Right. And and I should. Yes. And thank you for bringing that up. That said, all I said about what she criticized Bush has been very critical of Wesley Bell and his uh, performance as a prosecutor uh, and failing to prosecute 
and not doing enough uh, for, you know, putting criminals behind bars, if you will. And there, there certainly seems to be no love lost at all uh, between Ms. Chappelle Nadal and Mr. Bell. So, yeah, it, now into who she's doing it against, I guess most people, uh, you know, would say that they're, the, the level of animosity is possibly greater between uh, she and Bell than it is she and Bush. Uh, but obviously for her campaign, she's not playing the spoiler. I mean, I mean, you know, she's basically saying I'm, you know, in it, the old in it to win it, which is what they have to say, even if you are spoiling it, because if you come in and, you know, it, it's uh, Wendy versus Jennifer, and I say, I'm not in it to win it. I just want to defeat Jennifer for Wendy. Nobody takes me seriously. So, I mean, you know, you have to say I'm not here to spoil anything. I'm, I'm here to win this race. And if you know uh, Chappelle Nadal at any level, she does play to win. I mean, she spent 16 years in the legislature, eight years as a state rep, eight years as a state senator, ran for Congress, that seat when Lacey Clay had it back in 2016. So um, I, I would expect for whatever reasons anybody wants to attribute to her, the one thing I think we can be guaranteed of is she will fight. Why she's fighting, I, I will leave that up to uh, greater minds than I. But I am I am certain that she will uh, put up a vigorous effort in uh, trying to win this nomination. Well, the debates are going to be worth the price of admission. I, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, let's see the old saying, I mean, you need two men and a boy to cover that. Uh, <laughs> you know, that that's, going to be, uh, that's going to be a wild time. But uh, it makes for a very interesting race. And then. You know, as it's coming up, the primary is in August, by the way, for the Democrats, and then a, a little bit, not near as uh, potentially volatile, but you have a, a congressional race for the congressional seat that covers parts of uh, St. Charles and down into uh, parts of Jefferson County uh, that's currently held by Blaine Lutkemeyer, who lives in more mid-Missouri, and it seems right now that the two leading candidates are Bob Onder former state senator from out in the St. Charles area, and Mary Elizabeth Coleman, uh, who is a state senator from the Arnold-Jefferson County area. So that Republican primary could get very interesting before it's all over. But uh, I'm sure the Bush-Bell, as people are now calling it, the Bush-Bell-Maria. So it is mm. what I'm hearing people say, that race is probably number one on the ticket. And, uh, you know, but it, but there's, I, I can't imagine that this summer is nothing but crazy political fun. Well, luckily we can read Joe Holloman's columns in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, stltoday.com. Joe, thank you. We'll talk to you again in a week. Thanks, Joe. Okay. Sounds good, guys. Bye-bye. It's February 13th. You're thinking about taxes? Capital Advisory Group can help you. Jeff Zufall is the Chief Tax Strategist and Wealth Planner at Capital Advisory Group. And he has written a book called Keep What's Yours. It's all about keeping your hard-earned dollars in your pocket instead of overpaying Uncle Sam. And Jeff Zufall also has a radio show by the same name, which he co-hosts with Josh Gilbert from The Heidi Glouse Show. You can listen to that show every Saturday at 3. If you become a client at Capital Advisory Group, they will stick with you through the year. And Jeff tells us how the tax codes change every year. So he'll keep you abreast of those changes so that when it comes time to file your taxes, 
you won't panic. At Capital Advisory Group, they have an entire accounting division, so they can take care of you from beginning to end. Also, if you're thinking about retirement, and I know that takes a couple of years planning, Jeff and his staff will sit down with you and, one, tell you whether you can afford to retire. They come up with a written financial plan, and they start the conversation about health care costs and taxes, when you should take Social Security, and how you can rest assured you won't outlive your money. Give them a call if you like, 636-394-5524. You can look them up online, capitaladvisorygrp.com, and see all the services they, they offer you. Or listen in every Saturday at 3 to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall and Josh Gilbert right here on The Big 550. Jennifer and Wendy, Song of the Day. KTRS. Cher is among the first-time nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's class of 2024. They were revealed on Saturday. Inductees will be announced in April. And the 39th annual induction ceremony is set for this fall in Cleveland, the home of the Rock Hall's museum. The nominations are voted on by more than 1,000 music historians, industry professionals, and inducted artists, and artists become eligible for nomination 25 years after the release of their first recording. And I'm sure you remember this song by Cher, and the video is quite memorable, too. Is Cher 80 yet? I mean, I think Harrison Ford is, Mick Jagger. She's getting close. Other new names on the Hall's shortlist include Foreigner, Peter Frampton, Cool and the Gang, Lenny Kravitz, Dave Matthews Band, Mary J. Blige, Jane's Addiction, A Tribe Called Quest, and Ozzy Osbourne, he's already part, as a member of Black Sabbath, but he got the nod as a solo artist for the first time. Am I the only one? I think of Cher more as an actress than a singer. And I know that's ridiculous because she was a singer for so long. She's such a good actress. But she's such a good actress. My gosh, Moonstruck is one of my favorite Mine movies too. And of the- all time. Uh, nuclear power plant. Oh, okay. Silkwood. Yeah, yeah, she was so good in that. She was so so good in that. So her. It's so funny to me that her musical thing is is mm-hmm. so huge. I just think of her as an Academy Award winning, which she she is Academy Award winning actress. Not fair, is it? <laughs> no, it really isn't. Our quote of the day on this February thirteenth: There is no instinct like that of the heart from Lord Byron. Oh, I love that. Right? And tomorrow's Valentine's Day. It works. Which is an important heart day. What's your favorite flower? Um, Roses. What color? White. White. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love white roses. I love this flower called ranuncula and poppies. You know, they almost look like they're made out of paper. They're so pretty. I'll have to, I'll have to Google because I'm... 
I'm not naturally. I didn't get that far in the Martha Stewart book. I'm I telling you, that's know. where I learned was Martha I Stewart. You. I love hydrangeas too. Yes, I do but, too. You know, you can't put hydrangeas in it. I guess you can in a ask uh, Walter. In a I will they ask probably. Walter. No, good point. <laughs> Good point. Uh, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, but but the reminder uh, here on the Jennifer and Wendy show is not to panic. There is no need to panic. You can do something memorable. You can do something that will make her cry, guaranteed to make her cry. And you've still got plenty of time. you got plenty of time to get to Newsteaders. Newsteaders Fine Jewelers. Uh, they are located at Doherty Ferry in Big Bend. So you take 270 and boom, you're there. You walk in the door. Um, my husband uh, really went a little wild this year because it was our 35th anniversary. And he spent a great deal of time with the Newsteaders. And he, as a rule, is very uncomfortable around jewelers because he doesn't know what he's doing he doesn't know what he's looking at he he raves to this day he absolutely raves about the experience that he had at Newsteaders. he said they made me feel so comfortable and i'm telling you this because that's how they're going to make you feel today or tomorrow uh, you are fine going in there tomorrow there's no magical cutoff date or time for valentine's day at Newsteaders. You can give her the beautiful velvet purple box, and she'll think that you planned this months and months in advance. And remember, they have every price point. They have beautiful gifts that will still be in the purple box for under $100. And that is so important. Uh, Comfort, under $100. The entire store you really have to look at. They have the lab-grown diamonds, of course. Uh, they have they have the uh, the higher end of the spectrum, and then they have the under one hundred dollar price points. You cannot miss, you cannot lose when you go to Newsteaders. WowDiamonds dot com. We're talking a lot about love today, and uh, if you believe in love, and if you know that tomorrow is Valentine's Day, WKF dot com. Uh, that is the website. I love, they must have so much fun when they put the website together and the names of the different arrangements. Walter Knowles, Knock Her Socks Off Bouquet. How about that? I love that. Um, I mean, just adore you. Everything is exquisite. Everything is fresh. They have been doing this for such a long time. I mean, the late 1800s. That's how long St. Louisans have been trusted, have been trusting Walter Knoll Flores with their important occasions. And if you find yourself getting engaged tomorrow, and many of you will, um, do not pass go, do not collect $200. When it comes time to decide on the florist for your wedding, WKF.com, just call them, make an appointment. And uh, you are in the best hands possible. Um, they have all of these Valentine's flowers. They're, they're a well-oiled machine. As I said, they've been doing this a long time. Um, they will be delivered. If you go on the website, you can see exactly when the flowers will be delivered. But so many choices to make. And all of them will land you right where Cupid's arrow should land on her heart, wkf.com. 
you know, uh, about five or six years ago, one of my former gym buddies used to take Valentine's Day off so that he could deliver flowers. It's lucrative, isn't he, it? Well, he said it's like being Santa. Oh. And it was just so much fun that he would have this one-day job delivering flowers, and it was just a blast. Because so it makes people happy. It makes everybody happy. And you might even see a few of those tears when they open the door. You yeah. Know? Um, because so many people, all of us, I believe, are concerned about age and the most powerful office in the world. Um, should we have an upper limit? You have to be 35 and mm-hmm. a naturalized citizen to run for president. Um, A4126, because you guys are all very plugged in, all of our listeners very plugged in. What What is a reasonable, at least to, to be diagnosed by, when you think of the most powerful office in the world, and it is, mm-hmm. um, what is a reasonable age to start saying, okay, the U.S. Surgeon General would have to conduct the examination um, to see whether or not a person is okay, you know, for for that office? Is it, I mean, when you should, you should be cleared for that office. Yes. There are a couple of op-eds, I'm sure, in every paper this morning about age and forgetting versus forgetting with a capital F. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, I think it, you know, it's probably something we should think about, 84126, as we move forward. Because there are lots of people in their 80s who we see doing very well. We just mentioned it, Mick Jagger, Martha Stewart. But leaving the country is entirely different. And it would have to be somebody without a, a dog in, in the race. Right. You know, it would have to, um, in terms of who would make that decision. Um, but, yeah, what is a what is that age where you would start to examine somebody? Because um, when, we, when we visited with Dr. David Carr of Park Provence a week or so ago, he said that the diagnoses are getting younger and younger. I have, there's no doubt in my mind that I will be impacted by it if I'm not impacted Most by it. Most of us will be, already. right? So, yeah, I think that's just a, I think that's just a conversation that as Americans we have to have. Um, back in the day, it wasn't an Nobody issue. Nobody lived this long. Nobody lived this long. And, you know, what was once considered just a an, an elderly, you know, part of aging Today we know what it is. Today we know what's causing it. Mm-hmm. And we know that it has a name. And so, yeah, just let us know what 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 age is is the right age to start making that the bar that you have to get over. One of my friends said yesterday, wouldn't it be great, this is Pollyanna thinking, if both candidates said, we agree to step aside and let our respective parties choose somebody younger to run for president. I mean, I know this wouldn't happen. I know this is magic, no, magical right. thinking, they that, call it. But I think, I, think you're, I think you're absolutely right. From the 314, you should be no older than 65 on election day. If you get reelected, you'll be about 74. Somebody else, I don't really think it has anything to do with age, but more about competence. Unfortunately, the public who vote and the public is not really competent about what is going on. 
But I think of I think of Winston Churchill, and and if you uh, if you watch the movies based on his his life, he had you know he saved essentially he saved the world, and he was not young and not healthy, mm-hmm. and um, but I think it was just a different time, and because we know what these uh, these maladies these uh, conditions are. Um, then I, I do think it's easier to talk about them. friend of mine is a retired eye surgeon, and he said when he got to a certain age in his mid-60s, even though he was really vital, he decided to stop doing the surgery. And he owned his own practice. He still worked there doing eye checkups. But he said, you know, just at a certain age, my hands might shake, and I don't want that to happen when I'm operating on somebody's eyeball. From the 808 Great Point, they have a minimum retirement age, 65 historically. There's a reason for it. So people seem to think this way. I believe you have to be at least 35 to run for POTUS. Yes. I, I, is that still true? I, it might have been 36 or 34, but I thought it was 35. So, Connor, you are 26, correct? Right there between Gen Z and millennials? Uh, that's right. When you look at two older people, as we have now, as presidential candidates, what what's your take on it, age wise? Um, I I don't know. I mean, uh, it's hard. I don't really tell tell their ages apart. How about that? Uh, I don't find one to be particularly much younger than the other. Right, right now, they're very considering similar. Considering they're only three or four years apart, uh, and at that age, it feels very close. Mm-hmm. So th- that's that's I think where I'm at with that. And I, I think um, I think what's really interesting is at least since last week and the the press conference and the uh, no. special counsel's report, it's becoming more of a conversation that's being had at the highest levels of the Democratic National Committee and maybe even the Republican National Committee. But you keep hearing um, Gavin Newsom. Now you're hearing, I think, with greater frequency, you're hearing Michelle Obama. Right. Um, But it's like you said, why wouldn't this have happened before now? I know. Why wouldn't wouldn't the parties have planned this? That I don't know. That I do not know. Um, Not too many years ago, the Pope stepped down from the job that was meant to last uh, for his life. That is true. That is true. Uh, that was Pope Benedict, and um, he and knew that he did not have the faculties, the physical strength, nor the the mental acuity that he felt he needed. So um, let's talk about Supreme Court judges. Aren't they exactly in that position for life, or you maybe all judges? I can't remember. But but we <laughs> can't sixty nine. <laughs> but in this in this day and age, we can't agree on anything. We can't agree on anything. It's like the most acrimonious divorce, and nobody can mm-hmm. reach the, ment- the middle. That is so true. Uh, somebody says your body starts to fall apart when you get older, but I believe Biden is committed and competent and has been doing a great job. Somebody else's psychiatric eval should be done on all candidates, more so than setting limits on age, but realistically, 70 70. Uh, we'll take a break here and we'll be right back. Well, I don't know if all that's true because you got me and baby I got 
Isn't it great when you go to work somewhere and everybody just loves one another? Whenever we do a remote at Newsteaders, I mean, just to work with family like that and they start the day with a prayer and they're all so happy. I know all families fight, but they don't when you walk in the store. No. They're just lovely. No, they're there. And, and we were just there on Friday and it is definitely there's there's just something uh, about the 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 beauty of the the gemstones, the beauty of all of the items that they have in the display cases, and and what you love about it is there's no pressure. You know, they let you walk around and see what you like and what you don't like, and if you have a question, they're right there, but they're not they're not shadowy or or clingy, and. Um, I do think we feel uncomfortable in those settings yes, where we, you, you know, feel intimidated, right? Where you know that you you want to buy something that's really special, but you, you know, you're not exactly sure what qualifies as as really special. And Eric and Diana and Richard and Jackie, Mariah, all of them, uh, they will help you make the best choice. You have plenty of time uh, before Valentine's Day to get something that is memorable. And when they open that purple velvet box, they will definitely have a little boo-hoo. WowDiamonds.com. They're on the corner of Doherty Ferry and Big Ben. Uh, tomorrow's the Super Bowl parade. In Kansas see, City. Uh, Trucker Larry says, Happy Valentine's Day, ladies and Connor. Sweetie and I will be the Super Bowl parade tomorrow. Is it possible that he proposes to her with trillions of fans on Valentine's Day? I can't imagine that. I can't either, but... The whole thing. You know who is we're talking of, about, right? Yeah, we're, we're, but we're not. Maybe we'll get a little grace if we don't mention their names. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow's also Ash Wednesday. I know. So this morning, I I'm talking to Mark about my Mark, my one and only, about you know I'm thinking of making a really special meal tomorrow, and um, do we have any steaks? I know it's your favorite. And then he said, "Well, it's I fast tomorrow." Yeah. I was like, "What?" Mm. He said, "Tomorrow's Ash Wednesday." I'll be yeah. fasting. And I said, oh, and I, was I guess thinking about another. Yeah. <laughs> All righty then. Yeah. Okay. Do you plan, fast on Ash Wednesday? Um, Does everybody ye- fast all day or is I, it just until? I think at the very least you avoid meat or steaks oh, okay. or something. So I should make fish. Something fabulous. Um, yeah. He, unless he is genuinely, he's fasting the entire day um, because you you can and when you're Catholic, do you not eat meat at all or just on Fridays you give it up during Lent? I think it just depends on the Catholic. I think there are oh. people, you're, you are supposed to abstain on Fridays Fish for Friday, sure, Friday. but there are people who abstain for 40 days, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, that's very, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to give up or what I'm going to I know, I think I told you we always, our mother was uh, Catholic, though not practicing, she raised us as Episcopalians, but we always gave something up, but then we could have it every Sunday. So you want to talk about candy binging on Sunday? <laughs> and see, I believe you were the first person who told me of that little well, we that were, rider in the contract. We weren't, you know, we were Episcopalian. My cousins all said we were fake Catholics because my mom, Ms. Shanahan, decided... She was going to raise us as Episcopalians, even after my dad went through all the lessons and agreed to raise us as Catholics. From the 314, usually we just abstain from meat on Wednesdays and Fridays during Lent. 
Oh, interesting. Why when? Please tell us more. Why Wednesdays? Um, I mean, I know Ash Wednesday is tomorrow, right? And you obviously would on Wednesday on that Wednesday. I thought you meant truck or Larry. Truck or Larry Larry would propose. I know. At first, I thought that too because he said Sweetie and I. I'm so sorry, but I I think Sweetie. I think. It's his wife, but I'm, I'm number, not sure. Number 87 and the most popular singer-songwriter. <laughs> in the world. In the world. Um, From the 618, don't give up. Add something to your life. Do something special for someone. Change something in your life. Somebody else says the Catholic rules are no meat on Ash Wednesday and all the Fridays in Lent. Fasting on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Uh, two means... Two very light meals, no snacks, and of course, no meat. No okay. Meat I think yes. way back in the day, they would they would fast every day. You you could have like one meal every day in Lent. Every day in Lent, and like yes. I'm talking like a thousand years ago. Fasting on Jesus. Ash Wednesday, <laughs> not quite that, <laughs> not quite that far. Uh, but yeah, like in the year like 800, you know, the old monks. Right. Uh, listen, Trucker Larry, Wendy, Sweetie, and I have been married for 35 years. I have no problem proposing to her again. I loved the first. Has to be as good the second time. Aww. Oh, Trucker Larry and Sweetie. I think we're going to be doing that a lot tomorrow when people text into the text line. Oh, I mean, that is, that's how that's how we are. Um, when I said it's not up to, I, what I mean is there are plenty of Catholics who do, maybe they are a little more, um, stringent with themselves mm-hmm. than others. Right. So th- that part of it, but the very bare minimum, um, I didn't understand the second part of what they were saying about light snacks. So, yes, you are, sounds like you are definitely supposed to alter your plans, but we knew that for <laughs> Ash Wednesday and the Fridays. Mm-hmm. But I did not know about, because we were told last Year was it the year, last year or the year before when you introduced this idea that Sundays my is mother's a day. idea <laughs> no a, day, a, a lot of people do it a lot of people do it that's what floored me because I have never heard of that before uh, abstain oh Connor is correct we'll leave on that note yeah <laughs> John Carney Julie words. back up next everyone Mwah. just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started And before you know it Comes the time we have to sleep